0: Fresh Art International presents Art Talk, conversations about creativity in the 21st century. I'm Kathy Bird, Fresh Art producer, and today I'm speaking with Marti Guichet, who's based in Barcelona, Spain. I'm here with them, and I've found in talking to him that he calls himself an ex-designer, and the tagline for his website is Concepts and Ideas for Commercial Purposes. I discovered that in 1997, He created an edible wall installation in Berlin. He designed the first pop-up shop for Camper in Milan in 1999. And in 2004, he produced what he called Foggat, a project in Utrecht, the Netherlands, that involved filling an art space with an intoxicating fog of gin and tonic. Marty, why do you call yourself an ex-designer?
1: Well, I started to think about renaming myself because it was a time where for art people I was doing design and for design people I was doing art so I thought okay I am not an artist clear but I am also not really working or thinking like a designer so I was searching for a kind of definition and I thought that ex-designer was the the more precise way to redefine the way I was working and uh, I started this ex-designer that in the web sometimes it's like a movement and in my opinion it's like the idea of uh, working as a designer in a very bright perspective and in a position like uh, more from outside the borders of the discipline
0: I see so when you give your work the tagline concepts and ideas for commercial purposes Is that because you are embracing the idea that artists need to make money too, or that there's no harm in a profit from creative practice?
1: No, because actually I don't feel like an artist. I I am really a designer as Mm -hmm. a background, and my practice is as a designer. The only thing that I I am trying to do a, a high level on my practice, and that way it goes sometimes in the context of art, because art speaks also for quality, a lot of um, the ideas that other oh, concepts are first in galleries, so art art uh, contexts, but for me they are, they are always for commercial purposes, to, to make a kind of profit in some sense.
0: So designers have never hesitated to make money it's artists that don't want to talk about selling their of, work
1: yeah, yeah of course right? the artists they are they are doing a lot of money and probably much more than designers but You think
0: how did you get involved with Camper in the first place and how did your relationship become a commitment like it is now
1: I don't know I was involved with Camper through Fernando Matt from Binson I met the owner of the company and it was just a time where they plan an expansion internationally, so it it was a great opportunity for me to do very good, uh, innovative concepts for shops and uh, all over the world. So it was like uh, doing the first shop in New York in 2000, shops in in Milano, in Germany, in Tokyo, in all over. It, it was a a uh, great period yeah. then at around the mid uh, 2000s the, the, i was starting in 98 so
0: mm-hmm.
1: around mid 2000 the company became a multinational so it really was big and then it changed also the it, a generation change and still i am working with it but it the, the way they organize it it's much more like a multinational so it's much more difficult to create very radical innovative projects. So I am doing less projects and a lot of things that are repetition from the concepts from 10 years ago.
0: I see. Was it your idea, this uh, phrase that they were using, don't buy it unless if you don't need it? It's counter to the sales idea to tell people in the store not to buy anything if they don't well need it.
1: it was a kind of uh, taboo in the world of uh, consumerism to say don't consume but maybe now less but at that time I was like traveling a lot and well uh, still I am doing but with this idea that if you don't possess things you are more light and you can travel more and you are you can change more so it was into this concept of also high buy do not possess objects because they are doing. They are they are making you too, uh, too heavy to move. From They're to limiting you. Yes.
0: You have been interested forever. It seems to me when I look at your body of work in food and food designing. Where does that come from? That interest in food.
1: I really was interested in food because I, uh, as a product designer, I was always fascinated with mass production, and at mid-90s I realized that the more mass-produced and mass-consuming thing is food, but nobody is looking at food as an object. So I was trying to start to look at food as an object and to design it uh, with a Design parameters of uh, project design parameters like uh, ergonomy, functionality, and all, contextualizing it, and uh, thinking in food as an object. And also, I was very interested in the idea that it's an object that you eat and disappears again. With this idea of not possessing things, so this idea of an object that it's transformed into energy through the ingestion of it, it was very fascinating for me. So I started, in a way, a very experimental, edible objects, the series of it, and with a lot of success, among, uh, mostly among lifestyle magazines at the end of the 90s. Now, more than 10 years later, it, it's kind of a very established thing, this food design
0: what ingredients were the most basic ingredients that you ever used in your food design
1: i didn't use any ingredient because they were shapes and functions so everything was reduced to an object and very conceptual and because i i have no idea of cooking also that was a kind of very disturbing for chefs because they think always in in food in something that it's restricted to taste and texture and I was working with everything but not with taste and texture that's why for me it's very a, a huge difference between gastronomy and between gastronomy and food design for me yeah. texture and taste is like something for engineers or specialists so if i do a chair if i design a chair i care about uh, usability function and also about uh, industrial processes of production, about uh, a certain emotional thing or c- context, and but I don't care about uh, injection of plastic, which type of plastic, because there is an engineer that can do that much better. So when I do some food design, I always need a chef that cares about texture and uh, taste, because for me they are kind of engineer things.
0: Your project, Park Life, that you started in 2003, that seems yes. to connect design, architecture, furniture, sports, and ritual. What does that title evoke for you as a name for the project?
1: I, I started in 2003 as a part of a commission of uh, Mudak in Lausanne, the museum. Uh, to do something new and I developed these kitchen buildings where I tried to push the object kitchen into a a shape of architecture and according to this architecture or microarchitecture people were doing a kind of choreography or functional choreography, cooking something or doing something. The idea behind Park Life is that People like me, we don't work anymore in a physical way, we don't cook, we don't wash our car, we don't do any kind of uh, work as a necessity, and for that way we need it to do as a sport, and the idea is to, do, to work as a leisure uh, or as entertainment. And uh, in Park Life, there's a series of tools, elements, or kind of micro-architectural uh, units in which you play, working. And that's why Park Life refers to life as an entertainment park.
0: One of those is a burn, burn Me piece, where it's a whole ready-made fire.
1: Yes. It's a... you play doing fire, a campfire. And you have already this fire done with different levels of wood. Uh, wood that it gives you warm, wood that gives you sound effects, other that, that gives you smell, and you can play during a campfire.
0: Do you actually activate them during we, an exhibition? We you would burn, have a performance of some of these Yeah, we burn three, uh,
1: three of them. It takes 45 minutes and... It's a kind of uh, very nice performance.
0: Sounds beautiful. I noticed that you also had an interest in making um, fermented honey, making mead. How did that happen?
1: Well, the park life, of course, refers everything to very basic uh, things on life, I and mean, everything is like a very, the kind of proto life. Meat, it's a proto-alcohol. Before wine, people were doing this meat. And also fire, it's kind of very primitive element. So I think the needs we have, uh, or the the last needs we have, because we have a physical body. And we, we have these links to the beginning of the humanity.
0: A couple of weeks ago, I visited your figurative office siesta cubicle at the Sala Vin- Vincent here in Barcelona. It was so charming and sort of funny, and I wanted to crawl into it too, although they wouldn't let us that night. But it it was a big cardboard whale, and it looked like a den or a place to hang out inside. It seemed nostalgic because it was like playful, like a child, because the whale was made out of cardboard and then the elements inside were very sophisticated these pillows that you design and the the lamps so where did that idea come from
1: The whale is a product that I am doing for an Italian company matches which are five animals that are done mostly in real size and it's done for children to play and mm-hmm. to paint there are the whale the camel the bear the giraffe and the elephant, and I had one of them here in the studio because we are checking the last details. Fernando Amat called me and asked me if I could. Uh, I would like to do an exhibit in La Sala Vinson. In the studio we were saying ah, the whale would be very nice for doing a siesta kind of nap, so we thought I could maybe organize with the things that we have here, some installation around this idea of taking a siesta. And so, uh, I was painting it in order not to be so close to the Magis product and uh, it came very figurative. So that's why the name is also figurative. Inside that, I used the um, charcha, which is these um, pillows from Danese that they are in production and also the two lamps of Danese, Flama and Cow, and the mixing media tool. So they are a kind of combination of furniture. I like very much this. It seems like the well eat uh, furniture and it's digesting, so in a way, it's a kind of uh, turnaround of my food and furniture and all these things.
0: As a designer, what do you, what is your sort of driving force, creative, as a creative person? What, what is the most significant thing to you about your practice as a designer?
1: As a designer, I learned to work in the context of the project of design. So I feel that um, with a kind of anal- analyze of the, the everyday life, I can feel a lot of things that they, they don't work they don't fit my my way of life and then with my process I can I have the possibility to change it and that's the thing that I am trying to do
0: Been listening to Art Talk with Marty Guichet. Read more about Marty and hear other podcasts in this series at FreshArtInternational.com.